0: friends. Welcome to the Elemental Entrepreneurship Podcast, where we discuss the earth, air, fire, water, and spirit elements of building a thriving, successful, creative business and life. I'm your host, Sarah, and I have some exciting things that I want to talk with you about today. Um, Or at least they're exciting to me. So where do I want to begin? I'm off the cuff with this intro. Um tomorrow the doors for the 90-day sensual movement manifestation challenge round 3 are closing and I love this practice. I love the 90-day challenge. This is the third time we're doing it and I love it so much, I think, because it blends my movement life with my coaching world, with my spiritual practices. It's like the most me thing that exists in the world, in my product suite, certainly. I love this practice so much, and the challenge grew out of my desire to practice every day for the last quarter of the year last year. So this is a practice that I've been doing myself for years and years. And I had never really named it. It was just like a thing I did. And I have frequently give myself little time-bound challenges. Um, it works really well for me. I am a time-bound challenge person. Uh, so sometimes I'll make a decision like, oh, I'm going to, you know, not drink alcohol from New Year's until my birthday. Or I'm going to, for 30 days, I'm going to drink a gallon of water a day. I just like to give myself these little pushes for things. Um, I don't know why. I think it just feels good to me. And having an end date on something, especially a healthy habit, feels really manageable to my brain. If I want to keep it, I can always keep it. But there's something really nice about saying, okay, I'm going to do this thing for a little period of time. I'm not being rigid about it forever, but I'm going to take this little section of time and do this thing for myself or try this experiment. See what happens if for 90 days I blah, blah, blah. I've also done 75 hard a couple times, which is pretty intense. But, uh, I like <laughs> I like challenges, I like giving myself challenges for a specific period of time. And so last year, I gave myself the challenge, I started thinking, what if I did my practice every day for 90 days and just was dedicated to it? And I thought, I'd be more likely to stick to it if other people were doing it with me. And then I thought, well, maybe I can open it up to the public and I can share this practice and have people do it with me. Uh, and then I was like, oh, that's going to mean I have to explain this to people. I have to explain this weird thing that I do by myself that I've been doing for years. Uh, and I have to explain that it's not really a movement practice. It's not a fitness practice. It's not a dance practice. It's an, it's a somatic spiritual practice. It is a manifestation tool. It is a... Hmm, a way of using my body and music to tap into, shift, and conjure a specific feeling state in myself, usually toward a specific end, which is to bring myself into a desired feeling. Right, So it's not necessarily expressing just anything I feel right now, though I do that too. This practice is more about like, mm, okay, so the way that I'm currently feeling about my launch is anxious and nervous, but how I think I'm going to feel when the launch is over and the program has sold out is powerful and capable, So what can I do to feel powerful and capable right now? And the pathway to that, the fastest pathway into that for me, is always moving my body in a specific way, usually to a specific soundtrack, because music can help us get into a feeling state really quickly. It's a shortcut. And so this practice is a short daily practice of feelings ownership, I guess, deciding how you want to feel and putting yourself there and seeing in real time our power and ability to move ourselves into any feeling state we want with a little bit of effort. And we don't have to stay there all day. It's not possible to like, you know, I'm not asking us to, it would be very masculine, right? To think, okay, now we're going to control our feelings all the time. Feelings are meant to be felt and explored. There's no bad feelings, and there's nothing wrong with having, um, you know, more what we would call negative emotions. Those are full of information as well. But if I want to shift my feelings, if I decide I would rather feel a different way, noticing how much power I have to affect that in myself and that it can be pretty simple and accessible is really powerful. As opposed to letting our emotions kind of do whatever they want and control us and push us into places, feeling helpless, especially to our more undesirable uh, emotional states. I'm trying to be careful because I really believe there's no bad emotions and all of our emotions are really valuable. And sometimes we might have an emotional habit that we don't enjoy, that isn't serving us, that doesn't feel great. Like, I am in the habit of getting anxious about this, but I don't actually want to be anxious about this right now. I would prefer not to be. I'd rather feel a different way. Being anxious about this right now is not helping me. I just have the habit of relating to this time period with stress, and I don't want to. Noticing that we have the power to change that and then practicing shifting out of it. That on its own is incredibly powerful. So this 90-day challenge gives us a few minutes a day to really think about what do I want to feel? How do I think I'm going to feel when I have this thing that I want? And what if I could feel that way right now without waiting, without putting it off? And that is also really radical because so many of us and this is what I really wanted to get into because it's been a theme for myself and it's been a theme of this past couple of weeks with my clients. So many of us operate from this deferred joy, deferred celebration, deferred satisfaction, deferred happiness. I'll be able to rest when. I'll feel safe when I've got consistent 10K months coming in. I'll feel safe in my business when my client roster is fully booked out with a wait list. I'll feel safe in my relationship when my partner asks me to marry them. That's when I can relax. That's when I can drop my hypervigilance. That's when I'm allowed to feel good. I'll give myself credit for my success when my business reaches a million dollars, but until then, no credit for me. I haven't done enough to earn credit, right? Credit must be earned. Appreciation must be earned. Rest has to be earned. Feeling good has to be earned. And what that does is it just kind of grinds us down and we get into a state of feeling like nothing we've done matters. Nothing we've done is worthy of praise. Nothing we've done, quote unquote, counts. There's no accomplishments here. No accomplishments at all. We never notice how far we've come, how much work we've done, because we're so focused on how far we have to go or the ways that we feel that we've missed the mark or haven't reached our goals. And this is something that I struggle with, and I notice it in every client I work with. When I start working with people I start asking them to give themselves credit for things, and I start asking them to celebrate weekly, celebrate milestones or achievements or what they've done in their business that week. And I find it is one of the hardest things for my clients is to celebrate. And they pretty much always come back with like, well, I don't feel like I've done enough to celebrate yet. And we don't realize how demoralizing that is, how much it really wears us down, to never be acknowledged, to never be celebrated, to constantly tell ourselves, we're not there yet, we're not there yet, we're not there yet, we're not there yet, and we turn around and it's been years and we're like, okay, when do I get to celebrate something? When do I get any acknowledgement? And it could be that we're waiting for other people to acknowledge us and give us a head pat and say, hey, you did a good job, but the other thing I've noticed is that after years of constantly telling yourself, well, it's not enough to rest or celebrate yet, that even when other people do acknowledge us, we don't take that acknowledgement in. We'll downplay it. We'll say, no, 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 not enough yet. Putting off, letting ourselves feel good, putting off celebrating, putting off feeling a sense of achievement, of satisfaction, of safety, of surveying and being like, yes, It is enough. It is good. I think we think that that's a good thing. We think that that's driving us. Maybe we think that that's keeping us focused and ambitious, but it can actually be causing us burnout. And I was thinking this week about a concept in fitness and in athletics called overtraining. And I looked up overtraining, the symptoms of overtraining, and I was like, oh, yeah, I I know a lot of people who have this with work. So I'm going to talk a little bit about overtraining, and it's, it's going to be like a long setup, but I hope you can follow me if you're not an athlete and just maybe apply this to an area in your life. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's your work and just see if you can identify any things that you may have experienced in yourself um, in those areas. So in overtraining, and I'm gonna, I'm gonna use an example for this and just say it's a marathon. Say this person's training for a marathon. When you're training for a marathon, your body needs a balance of activity and recovery to make improvements toward your goal. So you might need to do some days where you're doing endurance pushes and then a lot of food and a lot of rest. You might need to do some days of strength training and then an ice bath or a sauna or a hot tub. So we're going back and forth, effort, rest, effort, rest, effort, replenish, effort, replenish. And when this balance is optimal between effort and replenish, you're going to see yourself getting stronger and faster. You're going to see your ability to endure longer periods of effort increase. So in other words, you're going to see the progress you're hoping to see. But sometimes when we see a little bit of progress, we get encouraged um, and we might get excited and we might start to succumb to the cultural if a little bit is good, more must be better ethos that exists, right? Well, if training a little bit is good, it must be better to do more. If working out, um you know, three days a week is good, then six days must be better. If working out every day is good, two days must be better. We all know that the vibe <laughs> that we have in our culture. So at this point, if we start to succumb to that feeling of like, well, a little bit is showing me progress, so I should just go, ham, we might start to do what's called overreaching. And overreaching is when you work out and you push your body really hard for a few consecutive days, and then you start to feel a, a higher level of fatigue and more soreness than you're used to. Now, the fatigue and soreness is your body being like, hey, you have to rest now. You're going to fuck up your training if you keep pushing. You, it's time to stop. That was too much. We went too far. Replenishment balance is off. So at the point of overreaching, if you were to take a couple days off, rest, eat good food, you know, maybe get a massage, do your sauna, right, like stretch a little bit, have some gentle days just for a few days, it would get you back on track and then you could go back to your training balance of effort and rest, effort and rest, but sometimes, if we have a little bit of type A-ness in our brain, if we had not type A-ness, <laughs> type A in our brain, <laughs> a little bit of a perfectionistic streak, if we've got a little too much no pain, no gain in us, we might misinterpret the fatigue and soreness and start to think, Wow, I'm really not training enough. I shouldn't be this sore. I shouldn't be this tired. Something's wrong. Maybe I need to work even harder because I should be able to do this. So now we're, if there's an SH, we know what that is. Now we're shaming ourselves. We're shaming our body for fatigue. So first we pushed ourselves too far. And then our body, being, being the brilliant little mammal it is, says, hey, that's too far. And we say, oh, you're being weak now. There's something wrong with you for feeling that that's too far. We got to go even farther because you shouldn't feel that way. Always a bad sign. And so if we start, if we ignore the signals of overreaching and we push past them, then the body starts to break down even more. And that's when we can move from overreaching into overtraining. And overtraining has symptoms. So I'm going to tell you what the symptoms of overtraining are. And again, I understand if you're like, I'm not an athlete. Parallel this to maybe how you've been approaching your business or how you've been approaching your art, how you've been approaching dating even. Here's what overtraining is, what it feels like. An unusual level of soreness or fatigue, which doesn't get better as quickly as it used to the inability to train or compete at the level you used to be able to manage with no problem. And that starts to compound the feeling of something's wrong, I'm slipping. I used to be able to do this and now I can't, so something's wrong with me, so I need to push even harder. A heavy feeling in the body, even when doing normal movement. Performance plateaus or decline. So you've been making this series of steady progress. So you think you're doing great. And so you start to push really hard and now your performance is stalling out and you can't figure out why. And so you start to push even harder and then your performance starts to get worse and you can't figure out why. So you try to push even harder. You start to have thoughts of skipping training or cutting short your sessions. And that's just what you're experiencing during training. In your life, When you're overtraining, you're going to experience this general sense of fatigue that doesn't seem to let up, just fatigued all the time. You're going to notice that you feel more tense. You might experience an increase of depression or anger or confusion. You might have kind of brain fog, find you need more caffeine. You might find that you're unable to relax and that your brain is spinning all the time. You might start to have sleep problems, and you're not sleeping as well. You're having trouble falling asleep, partially because you're unable to relax. You're anxious at night. You might find that you just have this general lack of energy for anything. You might feel a decreased motivation. You might feel more moody. You might stop feeling joy from the things that used to bring you joy. And then if you keep pushing past that, your body as brilliant as it is, might try to get your attention by like, you're gonna get colds more often. You're gonna get sick more often. Because your body's like, hey, can you please lay down? Please rest. You might experience an increase in blood pressure or a resting heart rate. If you are someone who menstruates, your cycle can get irregular. You might start to lose your appetite. You might find that your weight is fluctuating erratically. You might experience digestive troubles. So basically you're in this cycle of I was making progress and things were feeling good and I was liking that. So I started deciding, okay, if a little bit is good, more is better. Let me work even harder now. And then all of a sudden you start to plateau and you're frustrated by the plateau and you start trying to push through the plateau and then things just unravel. And we are in a cycle of misinterpreting data and saying, Well, I'm working really hard and nothing's working. I should just work harder, right? So we think that, like, work is the answer. Working more is the answer to the problem. We're trying to work our way out of the problem. And we're not understanding that working too much is what's creating these symptoms and that we can't work our way out of them. But when we're in that mode, we don't see that. So when we're just overreaching, a few days off could get us back to training. A few days of rest and we would be right. But once we hit this level of overtraining where we're experiencing all these symptoms across the board, it could take months of rest to get ourselves back to a place where we can get into progress again. And the last thing someone wants to hear, especially when they feel like they're pushing toward a goal is you gotta take a few months off, you gotta rest, you gotta stop, right? So back to our example of someone trying to run a marathon, they were making marathon training progress, everything was going good, they were seeing results, and so they were like, great, I'm gonna double up. Then they get into overreaching, and then they're like, oh, well, I'm feeling extra fatigued and sore, but that's no good because my marathon's coming up, I'm gonna have to push past this and train even harder. Then they get into overtraining, And at that point, someone might tell them, hey, you actually have to skip the marathon. Nobody wants to hear that. They're like, I've been working my ass off for this. And they're like, yeah, and you pushed yourself too hard. And now if you do this marathon, it might take you a really long time to recover. You need to sit the fuck down. (laughs) And so again, you might be like, I am not trying to run a marathon. What is your point? So hopefully this analogy is working for you. But I want you to put this back into the perspective of any other area of your life, your work, your relationships, your art. Sometimes we can want an outcome so badly that we just decide, I'm going to grind my ass off for it. That's the answer. All masculine, all effort. And this might start out as healthy motivation and excitement, but if we're not resting and taking time off and refilling our cup and allowing ourselves to take time out to celebrate all the milestones along the way, if we're not giving ourselves credit and acknowledgement, if we're not putting replenishment back in, we might just start, start feeling like we're overreaching. I'm tired all the time. This feels really hard. I'm kind of dreading doing the work now. And if we keep going through that, we may get ourselves into overtraining. Now I'm anxious all the time. Now I'm not sleeping well. Now my default baseline mode is anxiety. Now I'm tired all the time. Now I'm kind of grumpy and I'm moody. We might find ourselves just dragging ourselves to do our art or to do any of our work, to open social media, to work on our business. We can find that we're like tired first thing in the morning, tired all day, but we can't relax. We might feel like we're no longer experiencing fulfillment from the work, that we have a feeling of dread about approaching our art, even though deep down we know we love it. We might find that our mind just never shuts off. And even when we're feeling anxious and restless and tired in our body, our mind is constantly being like, I got to do more. I got to do more. I got to do more. And we start to feel like we're on this hamster wheel of, I'm working my ass off. I'm trying Everything? Why isn't anything working? And I can tell you from personal experience, because I know I get into this mode like everyone else, in this moment, the very last thing we want to be told is take a break. We don't want to hear that right now. We can start to feel like, I can't rest. I can't take a break until I get this right. I know I have this with business sometimes where it's like, oh, I'm working my ass off and we aren't hitting our financial goals. We're not making enough money. And I get into this push, this panic spiral of like, that means I have to work harder. I have to work harder. I have to do more. I have to work harder. And it feels so paradoxical in that moment for my coach to be like, actually, you're doing too much and you need to do less. That's the answer. But everything in me, all the grind and hustle training that I come from says, that's crazy. That doesn't make any sense. I can't work less because we have to make money. I don't understand what you're telling me. I don't understand that you're telling me that doing less work right now is the answer. It doesn't make sense in my body. The hardest answer to accept when we feel like this is that the solution is to do less work. That does not make sense to a brain steeped (laughs) in capitalism, in hustle, in grind, in masculine. It feels illogical. We don't have a part of us when we're in that mode that can really believe that stepping back is the solution. Not trying, when we're trying so hard, not trying is the paradoxical move that's gonna shift us from the energy of grinding and pushing and efforting but seeing no results into the sudden unexpected miracle level up that we're craving. It is so difficult for our brains, our brains especially, not our bodies. Our brains are steeped in this ethos of mind over matter, masculine over feminine, logic-based, hustle never sleeps, get it while you live, grind, all of that, all of that ideology. To be able to fathom that honoring your body and resting and feeling and releasing could possibly be a solution feels like admitting defeat. It feels like giving up when we're in that mode. It feels like there's no way that could quote unquote work. But in the same way that the only way you're gonna get an overtrained body back into the gym is time off, no matter how disappointing that feels, sometimes the only way to get the overtrained mind and heart back on track is to put effort down and allow ease. So hopefully this is starting to click and you might be realizing that in your business, or your career, or your romantic life. You've been in this mode of, I'm trying everything. I've been working my ass off. I've been spinning my wheels. And no matter what I do, I'm not making progress. This is the time that doing something like the 90 Day Sensual Movement Manifestation Challenge would be ideal for you. Because maybe the one thing you haven't tried yet is allowing yourself to feel successful now. Maybe the one thing you haven't tried yet is taking your hands off the wheel and surrendering control and saying, it's going to happen. I don't have to make it happen. I don't have to effort through this. I can just trust that this is coming. Maybe the one thing you haven't tried is pouring love into your body as it is today. Maybe the one thing you haven't tried is accepting that you don't know, how, you don't have to know how you're going to get to your goal while still believing that you will get there. I don't know how it's going to happen, and that's okay. I know it's going to happen. Maybe the one thing you haven't tried is a feminine, feelings based, easeful, paradoxical move. And if that feels terrifying, then this is an invitation, right? How often do you really celebrate yourself and your accomplishments? How often do you give yourself permission to just sit back and marvel at how far you've come, at all you've done and healed and experienced and grown through and learned in your life? if your answer to that is like mm, almost never <laughs> then i want you to consider the effect that they may, that may be having on this feeling of overtraining in your work and in your life with my private clients I, like i mentioned every week i ask them what are you, what did you accomplish this week and how will you celebrate And I can't tell you how often when people start working with me, they skip that. Or they'll give me a little list of like, okay, here's what I did. Like, here are the things I checked off my to-do list. And they'll skip the second part. And I have to write back and say, how will you celebrate that? And a lot of the time, they'll say, I don't know, I guess I wasn't going to. Or, I don't know, I guess it doesn't really seem like a big enough thing to celebrate. Or I've had people just say, I'm really struggling to figure out celebrations. I don't know how to do that. Isn't that wild? It seems like we would all want to celebrate, right? Like, I mean, we do, right? We want to be celebrated. We want our accomplishments to be witnessed and affirmed. We want a pat on the back. We want someone to look at us and say, wow, you're crushing it. What a great job you're doing. Look at what you did. But most of us really struggle to do that for ourselves. We really struggle to allow ourselves to feel I accomplished something. And when I dig a little bit underneath that struggle, what I find is a doubt about worthiness. And the way that I know it's a doubt about worthiness is because it's usually connected to the word deserve, right? I don't think that's enough to celebrate. I don't deserve to celebrate yet. I haven't accomplished enough yet. I don't deserve credit yet. It's not good enough yet. Yet. So many of us are so focused on our big goals and our big dreams and our big desires for success and accomplishment and achievement. And that's great. It's great to be focused on those things. It's great to be ambitious. It's awesome to want things for ourselves and to take big swings in life. But if we are only ever focused on how far we have to go and we never celebrate small steps and milestones along the path, and we never allow ourselves to feel accomplished now, it starts to wear us down. And plodding along day after day, week after week, year after year, with this evil inner critic in our head, following us around with like a clipboard saying, that's not good enough. That doesn't count. That wasn't a big enough accomplishment. I guess what you did was okay, but it's nothing compared to what that person did. You see what that person did. You can't really rest until you get to blah, blah, blah. You know, I know you. your goal was 10 clients, but you only got seven. So I guess we're not celebrating. Try again. Don't get too full of yourself. You still have a long way to go. That fucking sucks. I want you to feel that right now. If that is the energy in your head, If that's the energy in your body, not enough, not enough, not enough, can't rest yet, that is demoralizing. Of course, that's going to shift us into an overtrained feeling. Of course, we're going to start losing joy. I can't tell you how many people I work with that have accomplished huge, impressive, amazing things in the world. And if I ask them about it, they'll get uncomfortable and they'll shrug and they'll be like, oh, you know, like it wasn't really that big a deal. Or like, yeah, I mean, I guess, but let me tell you about all the times I failed or all the ways I could have done it better. I didn't really do that good a job. And I'm like, holy shit, you did this huge thing. And when I ask them if they've ever paused to celebrate any of their accomplishments, if they've ever given themselves any credit for how much they've done, they look at me like I have sprouted a second head. Like, what are you talking about? And I don't know if deep down there's a fear that if we were to let ourselves feel good now, if we were to let ourselves celebrate our achievements, maybe we'd get lazy or we'd stop trying or we'd stop being ambitious or if we've just internalized some inner bully or if it's that we're all just steeped in this system that constantly moves the yardstick farther down the field or some combination of all of the above, like maybe we feel like we're not allowed to give ourselves acknowledgement, right? Like like acknowledgement has to come from other people. So if no one gives us credit for something, then it doesn't count. That also suggests that our own witness is unreliable. So if no one else is there to say, hey, great job, then we must not have done anything at all. Or maybe we're just holding out for credit or acknowledgement that we needed from a parent or a caretaker when we were a kid who never gave it to us or a teacher. So we're still trying to prove ourselves to some disapproving parent who says, why was this a B plus and not an A? Whatever the issue is that started this no credit, no celebration policy, it is hurting us and we need to opt out. No matter who you are, no matter what you've done or not done yet, I want you to feel this in your blood and your bones. Are you ready? Take a breath. Put your feet on the floor. Let this wash over you. Notice any part of you that pops up and tries to fight what I'm about to say to you. That's the part of you that needs some love and attention. You ready? You have done a lot. You are doing a lot right now. You're doing a good job right now. You deserve to be celebrated right now. You deserve to be celebrated for all you've achieved in this life, the inner and outer work, right now. You deserve to feel proud of yourself right now. You deserve to feel successful right now. You deserve to feel happy right now. You deserve to feel secure right now. You deserve to feel good enough right now. You never needed my permission, but if you want it, you have my permission to celebrate today. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate how much work you've done. Celebrate that you got out of bed. Celebrate that you got laundry done. Celebrate that you sent that email. Celebrate that you mailed that thing to the DMV. Celebrate the adulting you did today. Have a glass of champagne. Take a bubble bath. Jump in a pool or the ocean or a river. Go out to dinner or cook yourself something beautiful and set the table with a placemat and a good plate. Have an amazing dessert. Light a candle. Wear a party hat. Dance make it over the top, throw your inner child an ice cream social, tell yourself how great you are and how much you've accomplished and how proud of yourself you are. Witness yourself and marvel at what you see. You deserve that. And if it feels good or if it feels uncomfortable, maybe especially if it feels uncomfortable do it again tomorrow, and the day after that. Until giving yourself credit and celebrating yourself and allowing yourself to feel good right now is your natural state. That's when overtraining drops away and we can get back to enjoying the progress on the path. This balance of effort and rest. When the balance of effort and rest the balance of pushing and ease is in line, right? When it is a balance, that's when we feel good on the journey. So if you've lost track of feeling good on the journey, if you're in those symptoms of overtraining, if this brought up big feelings for you and you're realizing that you tend to tell yourself you don't deserve to feel good yet, I really want to encourage you to join the 90-Day Sensual Movement Manifestation Challenge. It's going to be a profound practice for you. It's a profound practice for me. It's just a few minutes a day of practicing, feeling like you've arrived at the finish line. And you finally get to experience the spoils of your victory. It's a very simple practice. Anyone can do it. You don't have to be a dancer. You don't have to have any technical ability. You just have to have a body and desires. The practice is very simple, but it is so healing. If you've already signed up, I'm really excited to be with you. Over 60 people have already signed up for this round. I cannot wait. Uh, If you haven't signed up yet, I would love to see you there. The link is in the show notes. It's in my Instagram bio. It's on, uh, is it on my website? No, it's not linked directly from my website, but it is linked from my Instagram bio and in the show notes. I would really love to see you there. It's 90 days, a few minutes a day of practicing, feeling like you've arrived, and that is a cure for the emotional symptoms of overtraining. I promise. Um, I would love to see you there. The challenge is a dollar a day. It's 90 bucks uh, or three payments of 33.33. It's, like I said at the beginning, one of my favorite things that I offer and one of my favorite things to do. So I can't wait to um, celebrate with you every day for the last quarter of the year. Have a beautiful rest of your day, my friends. Thank you for listening to this. And if you did have big thoughts or feelings about it and you want to share them with me, as always, please contact me in the DMs on Instagram at intuitiveedgecoaching. I would love to talk with you. You can shoot me an email, intuitiveedgecoaching at gmail.com. It would really help if you would like, rate, or review the show. Uh, If you would share the podcast with a friend, if you'd screen share it and tag me, I'll share it. Uh, I am trying to grow this little uh, corner of the internet. So that would mean a lot to me and help me out a lot. Thank you so much for listening. Have a beautiful. Day. That's our episode for today. Thank you as always for being here and for listening to the podcast. I know there are so many things that you could be doing with your time, so many things you could be listening to. It is an honor that you choose to be here. Connect with me on Instagram at Intuitive Edge Coaching or join my Facebook group Unstuck Group to suggest topics or people that you'd like to hear me interview on this show. Have a great day.